process. It takes less than a fraction of a fraction of a second for you to realize that you are that which perceives. You are that which is aware. You are consciousness itself. And when that consciousness is deeply examined, it's seen to be infinite and eternal, inside and outside, no beginning and no end, the Alpha and the Omega that Jesus talked about. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. It's the endlessness of the heart that he was pointing to. So what do I mean by gravitas of freedom? What is the gravitas of freedom? The word gravitas um, has many meanings, but it's about depth. The core meaning of gravitas is depth. Where is your attention? Can you be still in the chaos of life by discovering that which is always still, that which is always clear and aware? This is the essence of gravitas. It's making the firm decision, I want to be free. I want to surrender the mind, the limited mind to the infinite realm of my heart. It's that firm decision, the resolve to be free in the midst of any emotional storm that may arise or any unwanted circumstance that may arise. It's the willingness to give your attention to the attention right now, right here. And it's always right now and right here, this stillness that you are. And what seems to block us from that is the emotional nature of our body, the genetics, the genetic mind. Really, it's overcoming the genetic mind that makes liberation challenging. Awakening is simple. But liberation is very challenging. It's the challenge of a lifetime because of the genetic mind. And what I mean by the genetic mind is the genetics that are infused with your physical body, which are deeply tied and wired to your mind. So the purpose of your mind is to keep your physical body alive and everything that your mind considers you to be which includes your past and potential future. So that's its job, to keep you alive. And it's this genetic mind that's infused with our DNA and our karma load from lifetimes upon lifetimes of evolution, millions of years of evolution. It's this barrier that is challenging to overcome. And it requires gravitas the willingness to be still, the willingness to burn in the deeply ingrained desire to fight or to run away or seduce, the three primary movements of mind. So it takes a certain gravitas or willingness 
to be still, to burn through that deep genetic drive to follow one of those three movements. So it's the genetic mind that is the greatest barrier to what's known as liberation. So there's awakening, which is a fraction of a fraction of a second to see yourself as awareness, to see yourself as empty, vast presence, to see the eternity of yourself. It takes a fraction of a second to look at what's looking through the lens of your eyes, right? So it begins with awakening. And then liberation is this process of inquiring, of being still, to be silent, to meditate, and to also use the mantra, the vibration of the mantra, to burn through the egoic mind. So over a period of time, which is different for each person, there's this burning through of the egoic identity which is deeply tied to the genetic mind. And it's burning through this egoic identity, this genetic mind, that eventually will liberate you. And liberation is the realization that you are the presence, you are the awareness. There's no longer someone perceiving the totality or the infinitude of the heart, or the emptiness of the heart, you are that emptiness. It's a very deep realization of that. And it's so deep that when you are liberated, you can no longer be triggered by any outward circumstance, or anything anyone says to you, or does to you because you are the still aware presence. So that's liberation. And then self-realization is the constant awareness of yourself as awareness. So you never leave the source. You recognize yourself as the source, as love itself, as the light of the world, which is what Jesus said, or as the emptiness that the Buddha points to with the Heart Sutra. Form is emptiness, and emptiness is form. So to liberate yourself from the genetic mind takes time, and it takes this deep resolve, the gravitas, to stay still in the midst of what can be chaos. Life is messy. It's messy. It doesn't always go the way we want it to go, right? We all experience things we don't want to experience or circumstances that we don't want. But it takes gravitas to keep your attention on what is always free. The freedom that you are is always here and it's always now. And it takes a resolve a certain gravitas to burn through this genetic mind and the willingness to stay the course. So out of all the people on the planet, there's so few that really have gravitas. We like the idea of instant enlightenment, the freedom that can be experienced in a moment of true inquiry. We like that because it's so instant but to liberate yourself from the genetic mind takes gravitas and it takes time.
because what I'm really pointing to here is mastery of mind. To burn through the egoic identity to such a degree that you are in the constant awareness as awareness as the happiness that you are and the experience is one of lasting happiness lasting freedom and true fulfillment regardless of what's happening in your life and regardless of what you're feeling so the mind naturally wants to rest in the silence of the heart it naturally wants to do that but to burn through the genetic mind requires the three basic Vedic practices. One is self-inquiry. That's opening to your mind to discover. It lives in not knowing. So self-inquiry is really the gift of Ramana Maharshi and it's a very powerful and immediate tool that reveals yourself as awareness. That's self-inquiry. And then the other essential practice is meditation. Even if it's five minutes a day where you unplug completely from your computer, from the social media, from the news, from your cell phone, and just go for a walk. Just give yourself a moment of silence, a few minutes of silence. And this is the necessity of meditation because meditation brings your mind into the heart. It's the holy temple of the heart that you enter in meditation. And in the deep meditative state, in a samadhi state, you are the Atman of the heart. You become the cathedral of the heart that has no walls, it has no barriers. It is love itself, eternal light, eternal life. Right? So meditation is essential if what you really want is true self-realization and liberation, which is the constant realization of yourself as source. Right? So those two, self-inquiry and meditation. And then the mantra is also an essential aspect of burning through this uh, very powerful genetic mind. And the mantra is an ancient hymn, a song, that is infused with the most profound silence. And the Vedic mantras actually predate Hinduism. These ancient hymns were recognized in the most profound silence. They were received in the silent realm of the heart and they're infused with that silence and from a scientific perspective it actually touches different parts of your brain the self-inquiry the meditation and the mantra and it's my direct experience that the mantra as a form of inquiry is essential to burn through this genetic mind that I'm talking about so it's really essential to have those three elements and the science this is a science of the Vedas that you needed the support of all three the support of a teacher who could help you inquire meditation and the mantra 
It was those three. And actually, there was more emphasis on meditation and the mantra than there ever was on self-inquiry or satsang as a conversation, as a verbal conversation. The emphasis was always on silence and the mantra. And if you put those three together, it's a powerful energy. It's a silent burning energy that has the innate power to burn through the genetic mind. But it's not easy because we can have very strong emotions arise. And if you give your attention to the thoughts about your emotions or what you're feeling, you will continue to suffer. You can even scare yourself. And a lot of people quit Ramana or quit going to satsang because it becomes challenging. The emotions can be strong because the genetic mind is resistant to inquiry. The genetic mind is resistant to the annihilation of this deep sense of ego or the feeling, I am me. So the genetic mind is perhaps the biggest barrier to the direct realization of yourself as freedom, as happiness. And the root of the genetic mind is a deep sense of self-hatred and the internal war with yourself. It's the internal war which is rooted in self-hatred and the judgment of other people the feeling that you're separate from other people that is perhaps the bigger barrier to a direct realization of the happiness that you are. But it's the genetic mind that is rooted in the identification I am me and I am this physical body. That's the essence of ego. The core of it is that there's something wrong with me. I'm not good enough. I'm worthless. And the superego is the judge that tends to beat us up. I shouldn't have said this. I should have done that. Only if I had heard about that sooner, I could have made a different decision. It's this internal dialogue with ourselves that um, is rooted in a deep sense of self-hatred. So to end the war of self-hatred, is to see through the root of the genetic mind. To end this negative conversation about ourselves and other people is to see through the judge which lives in this sense of self-hatred or the feeling I am me and I'm separate from everyone else. And this root ego can also show up as the inflated ego, or I'm superior to everyone, I'm great, everything I do is perfect. This is the inflated ego. So the mind is like a pendulum that swings between the deflated ego, which is I'm not good enough, to the inflated ego, which is um, I'm great, everything I do is perfect, right? So the challenge is to see the source of the mind itself. To end the war of self-hatred is to cut through this root identity with inquiry, with meditation, 
and the powerful vibration of the mantra as a form of inquiry. And those three things, silence, the conversation, the satsang, the inquiry, and the mantra that has the power to burn through the genetic mind and pull out the very root of self-hatred, which is based in this feeling, I am the body, I am separate from everyone. Right. So once you pull that root all the way out through silence, inquiry, and meditation, and the mantra, right, then you can burn through this very powerful genetic mind. And it takes time and it takes gravitas to realize this for yourself, to realize that you are the source you are the aware presence that's both inside of you and outside of you that is eternal life or like Jesus says you know, the light of the world or the Buddha form is emptiness and emptiness is form so to pull out the root of self-hatred is the willingness to be still the willingness to inquire and the willingness to stay the course through whatever circumstance, whatever um, emotion arises, and give your attention to the source. Give your attention to the freedom that is always here, the peace that is always here. So this is why gravitas or the resolve of freedom is essential if what you really want is true freedom which is liberation and then finally self-realization. So Ramana Maharshi is a demonstration of someone who is fully self-realized. Not because he lived in India and wore a loincloth and had nothing to his name and walked on a holy mountain. He was fully self-realized because he took the time necessary to realize himself fully as source, to burn through the genetic mind to such a degree that when people were in his presence their minds would stop. They would experience the peace of themselves and they would fall into the heart and fall into what's known as the deep samadhi state. Just naturally fall into it because that was the depth of Ramana's realization which is a reverberation that is still flowing around the entire planet. So many people are awakening to the truth of who they are, are liberating themselves from the genetic mind because of Ramana Maharshi, because of the grace of God. It's not about religion. So Ramana wasn't talking about a religion. He wasn't talking about Hinduism or Christianity or Buddhism. In fact, he never recommended that you leave your religious beliefs. But Ramana was focused on the truth of who you are, the truth of who he is, the truth that we all are, the love in the heart, the presence of freedom, that is simply always here. Thank you so much for listening. This is Koshi, and I'll be talking to you again soon.